When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We certainly are thinking of DeMar Hamlin and his friends, family, teammates, and and everybody that saw what took place on Monday Night Football. Um, Happy New Year, everybody. Hope that uh, it is getting off to as as good of a start as as possible. Al, it's very good to see you again. Emily and Taylor, of course, are here with us. It's nice to have the crew back together for the first time in a couple of weeks. Obviously, Al, there yeah. there are a lot of things that we'd love to talk about, the vacation time that we all had and the new year and the holidays and all that stuff, and there's a million different sports stories that um, we will get to eventually. Um, probably not today. Probably um, tomorrow, hopefully, that uh, we'll have some good news about DeMar Hamlin and we can start talking about all of the other things that we enjoy talking about so much today. But obviously, today is going to be a day um, to talk about what we saw, some of the decisions that were made, some of the things that may happen next, and just um, we want to hear from you guys too so if you want to weigh in on, on what it is by all means uh feel free to do that we're going to talk with demarco far it's coming up about an hour mm-hmm. from right now we'll talk with kirk that's coming up about two hours from right now so uh we'll get some nfl player perspectives as well but just such a scary sad yep. and and emotional night last night in cincinnati Al. yeah it's uh you know it's interesting to get um watching and kind of covering sports like we do but just Seeing what's happened over the course of the last, you could call it 12 hours, mm-hmm. 14 hours, whatever the case is. Um, yeah, I, I don't have I don't have an example to this. I'm sure you don't have an example to this as well. Um, and especially something that in the NFL, last night was, you know, last night was interesting. Last night was a very hyped up game. Sure. Right? Cincinnati and Buffalo. Big deal. And it's Monday night, so it's a game on its own. And to see kind of how everything just twisted so quick. And to hear so many different reactions, it's it's interesting. I I, I kind of look at social media. I look at Twitter. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, wow, it's great. You know, Twitter is awesome, and this. And there's other times it's like, man, I, I want to get away from all this stuff. And sure. I thought the last, uh, I thought it was interesting. The last, um, you know, you could call it 12 hours or so. Do do we do we see people as much as uh, we saw over these last 12 hours? I felt like, man, everybody's kind of pulling the rope in the same direction. Everybody incredibly thoughtful towards a football player and a football player's family um it's it's been awkward like I, I don't know how else to put it I think it's different for all of us and we'll do our best uh um you know obviously uh, our thoughts and prayers to Demar Hamlin but it's it's uh, it's been an interesting uh interesting go yeah it has and we, we we will do our very best to try to talk about this in as many different ways as we can and be as thoughtful about it as we possibly can we're gonna try to avoid speculating to the best that we can yes. it's it's really a challenge because there has been so little information since the initial event took place. Last night, I'm sure most people know this, but in in the middle of the first quarter, DeMar Hamlin was making a tackle. He collides with T. Higgins. And and now this is is one of the things that I, I think a lot of us are, are, are struggling with and trying to wrap our heads around exactly. That is a play that we've seen tens of thousands of times in the NFL. This was not one of those hits that makes you go, ooh, and, and kind yep. of hold your breath. Okay, get up. Let's make sure everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. This was not what we saw with, with Tua Tagovailoa a few weeks or a few months ago now, I guess, where he hit his head on the ground and it was a terribly scary moment. And you saw it as it was happening and very quickly you start thinking, okay, well, should he have been out there and et cetera, et cetera. This was a tackle. Yeah. This was a, a football player tackling another football player. A defensive player. player right. Tackling and, an offensive player. And he player. pops right back up, and then he, of course, collapsed the, again. He had suffered from cardiac arrest. Um, he was administered CPR on the field. About a half hour later, they were able to take him by ambulance to a local hospital in Cincinnati. But it was just the complete randomness of it all, for me at least, Al, that this was not... You know, when you watch football, you understand it's dangerous. You watch, you know that the players out there are obviously willing to risk them, their 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 health and their their limbs and their bones and all of these things. And we we kind of intellectually understand that there is risk out there, but it's very rare where you see something like this that looks relatively benign, relatively routine in the scope of an NFL game that results in something so incredibly scary. Just think about the NFL 10, 15 years ago where – a lot of those hits, 
um, maybe even a little bit longer than that. But a lot of those hits were, uh, it, it almost kind of was the face of the NFL. Wow, did you see Troy Polamalu sure. put that hit on whoever it was, right? Did you see Ray Lewis take down this guy? It, it's It was promoted, you can call it, however you want to look at it. The NFL's got a lot safer over the last 10 years. It has. You know, and, and you were just mentioning Tua. Tua's a good example of a player, but I think the circumstances were different. Those were just bad decisions that were made on the field when Tua, Tua was clearly should have been under concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. You look at the game today, and it is safer, and it feels like it's safer, and it feels like there's much more that goes towards player safety than it was maybe 10 or 15 years ago. What you mentioned is exactly right. That that looked like, it didn't look like a crazy hit. It no. wasn't one of those hits that, and we've all had those moments, and I don't know how you are with that stuff, and you and I have talked about it. We're not the biggest UFC guys because a lot of it is I, I don't like seeing that impact. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not that person that can watch that and be okay with it. It kind of yeah. gives you a feeling in the stomach. That hit when you saw it yesterday, it's not something that looked all that much different. It wasn't one of those plays where, you know, somebody's saying, oh my gosh, did you see that hit? Yeah. And it just sounds like, um, at least from some of the explanations that are out there, uh, it, it's just a, just a really unfortunate circumstance of how it happened and the probability of it happening. It's just incredibly unfortunate. I, I think that's part of the thing that would making it so difficult to kind of wrap your head around and comprehend and for the players to understand and for fans to understand, broadcast, all of us that were watching it or, or, or found out about it shortly thereafter, was this was not – I'll tell you a quick story – I was at the Rose Bowl with my family last yeah. night, and and anybody that has been to the Rose Bowl game knows that when you're down in that arroyo, there especially on on New Year's Day or game day, there is no cell service. Yep. There, n- nothing comes in or out of there. It's 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 a, a black hole of, of cellular and internet. And so we're sitting around watching, um, or I should say, just talking with my, my friends and family. And all of a sudden, you, kind of a ripple starts to go through the people that are still left in the parking lot about what had happened. And no one was entirely sure. And so I was finally able to get on text with with Chris and, and Key and Jorge and these guys. And I said to him, I said, what, was it a, an awful hit? And no, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it was a relatively routine play. When you see somebody get hit in the helmet, when you see somebody get hit in the knees or something like this, you're like, okay, it's blindsided. a Blindsided. Somebody side. looking at the ball yeah. and then turns around and pop, there's that safety. Is, is it a dirty play? Is it mm-hmm. somebody? Did somebody mm-hmm. do something wrong? Is there a rule that can be administered to try to prevent prevent these things where you know targeting or whatever it might be this was just a football play that we've seen so many different times along the way that had an absolutely terrible result and we're waiting to find out exactly what it is if we hear anything obviously during the course of the show today we'll keep you up to speed one of the few things that is a little bit different this morning than it was last night is that damar hamlin's family has released a statement and what they said was on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We're deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. We also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided excellent care to DeMar. We feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and have their support. We also want to thank Coach Taylor and the Bengals for everything they've done. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Thank you from the Hamlin family. So that that is the one piece, Al, so far this morning that we did not have last night. His family has said thank you for everybody in the the teams. And look, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about this today. It was... I don't, I don't know the right word. I wish I had a better vocabulary for this. It was somewhat comforting, reassuring to know that they got to him as quickly as they did, that he was administered quality medical care as quickly as possible. Obviously, those things are incredibly important in times, you know, time, getting the blood pumping. We've, I'm sure we've all heard from cardiologists this morning that getting blood to the brain prevents, you know, all the other things that are possible when you have an injury like this. But seeing everybody spring into action like that was, you know, the best case scenario for such a tragic event. Yeah, and, and listen, I think, um, you know, let, let's let's kind of also put this in perspective. This is not something I heard Herb Edwards this morning talking about it on um, on uh, on first take. He's saying, or I think it was on Greeny, he's talking about 55 years he's been around mm. football. And he's never seen anything like this. So... You know what you just mentioned about how quick it wasn't. There was two or three medical personnel. No, there's probably seven, eight, nine medical personnel like that. And you know, obviously, they're doing everything they can to um, 
to help. Let's put it that way. Just kind of simplify it. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was. Nobody really knew kind of how to react. I mean, go watch ESPN yesterday and see these professional broadcasters. That, of course, this has never kind of crossed their mind that they're going to stop a game for this circumstance. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's kind of watching doesn't even really know what to say. Trying to figure it out as it's happening. Trying to figure it out as it's happening. And I I think that was, you know, of a few of the things that kind of stood out to me yesterday, um, you're right, how quick uh, personnel was there and to do everything that they can. And it was just this, how people were trying to cover the situation who were in the, uh, kind of in in the moment of trying to cover it. And how people reacted, I kind of mentioned this, and and it's a beautiful statement from the family. Man, there was a lot of, as best as you possibly can, love and prayers um, that were going out yesterday and still going out this morning. And uh, look, I I look at that trying to find a positive out of it. That's one positive I can find. For sure. You know, DeMar Hamlin, that's obviously the person that we're thinking about first and foremost this morning and and, and hoping that he pulls through. I, I, I can't I, I don't know I don't know what it is Al but I keep in like you close your eyes and you start thinking about these things I, I I think about his teammates and you think about all of the guys that were so clearly upset by what yep. was happening you know understandably so but whether it was Stefan Diggs and Jaquan Johnson number number four I know you see a lot of people had seen him and just burst into tears at one point and all these players comforting one another and you, you just you forget that at least I do I shouldn't I'll just speak for myself mm-hmm. here. You watch this stuff on TV, and it becomes almost like a movie sometimes. That you know, this player does this, and okay, that guy got hit really hard, and oh, he's down for the season. He's got a high ankle sprain or a knee injury or whatever, and you just move on and move the next guy in there. When you see the players react like this, it just kind of brings home how dangerous this is. How how much they're all in this together. That as much as it upsets Alan Slew or Travis Rogers or anybody else, that if you were a teammate with DeMar Hamlin, if you were an opponent of DeMar Hamlin, anybody that's put on one of those uniforms and goes out there and does that, I, I just can't imagine how much differently that must land and impact other players, knowing that, listen, this is what we've all chosen to do for a living, and this is the risk that we take. And unfortunately, one of those risks was realized last night. You could just see the the fear, the emotion, the pain, the concern, and every other emotion that was going across more or less everybody's face on that field last night. I don't think it's uncommon for people who are in their field spend more time with their coworkers than they do with their family. Sure. That's not uncommon. I think sports is a perfect example of it. Um, this is just kind of, a, it, I guess, kind of put it in perspective, certainly in the NFL as well. Yesterday, a post-game, um, Braun was talking about the road trip ended. He hasn't seen his family in, you know, it's been about a week and a half, two weeks. And I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what happens when they're gone for a week and a half, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Their teammates do become their family. And in this case, you're talking about the Buffalo Bills. That is their family. And they are seeing somebody who's fighting for their life right in front of their eyes. Uh, I can only imagine what that situation was. Well, like you mentioned, now, still there, is. there was yeah, absolutely. We'll continue to keep you updated on on anything else that comes up with Demar Hamlin. We're going to hear from some some former players. We're going to hear from some doctors on what may or may not have been going on on that field last night and what some of the uh, you know hopes for Demar Hamlin may be moving forward. That's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Obviously, Al, today uh, is a day to talk and, and cross our fingers and say prayers for Damar Hamlin. A very scary moment last night in Cincinnati. Um, the, as soon as we hear something, and hopefully we get good news before too long, um, we will pass it along to you. It was incredibly emotional mm-hmm. listening to former players last night. And, and, and like I mentioned a second ago, we're going to talk to a couple of former NFL players. Uh, DeMarco is going to join us at 11 o'clock. Kirk Morrison will join us at 12.15, so we'll get their perspective on it as well but I thought that Ryan Clark and Ryan Clark is in a particularly unique case because Ryan Clark had a health scare as mm-hmm. well as a player he was on with Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter last night talking about DeMar Hamlin I think the, the first thing this is this um this is about DeMar Hamlin mm-hmm. and um, it's about a young man at 24 years old that was living his dream that a few hours ago was getting ready to play the biggest game of his NFL career and there's probably nowhere else in the world he wanted to be and now he fights for his life and when DeMar Hamlin falls to the turf and when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams are on the field you realize this isn't normal you realize this isn't just football and so many times in this game and in our job as well we use the cliches you know I'm ready to die for this I'm willing to give my life for this. It's, it's time to go to war. And I think sometimes we use those things so much, we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly, a side of football that no one ever, that side of football that no one ever wants to see mm-hmm. or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is DeMar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. And this isn't about a football player, right? This is about a human. This is about a brother. This is about a son. This is about a friend. This is about someone who is loved by so many that you have to watch go through this. I, um, I dealt with this before, and I watched my teammates for days come to my hospital bed and just cry. I had them call me and tell me that they didn't think I was going to make it. And now this team has to deal with that and they have no answers. Mm -hmm. And so the next time I think that we get upset at our favorite fantasy player (laughs) or we're we're upset that the the guy on our team doesn't make the play and we're saying he's worthless and we're saying you get to make all this money. We should remember that these men are putting their lives on the line to live their dream. Mm -hmm. And tonight, DeMar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. That's Ryan Clark last night on SportsCenter with Scott Van Pelt. And we can talk about what he said specifically, Al, and, and, and talking about, you know, looking at these guys as, oh, they, you know, they blew my fantasy or why did he miss that tackle or drop that pass or whatever, and we get angry about it. And we will again. It's just the nature of, of these things. And, and we can talk about that in a second. But for me, when you hear ryan clark when you see these former players on television this morning when you hear the former players talking about it when you see what you saw last night where you've got 300 pound men that are the strongest guys the toughest the most durable the most fierce people that we have you know amongst us playing this incredibly dangerous violent sport and just instantly they're reduced to you and me and they're reduced to they're worried about their friend they're worried about their colleague they're worried about their brother their son their their you know their father whatever the case may be it just these are not you know guys that can bench press you know 400 pounds over and over again and they're scary and terrified it's just it's somebody in need and you can hear the the emotion in ryan clark's voice aside from what he's saying just that I've been there. I've been the guy on the other end of this and seen my teammates break down when they come to talk to me. Um, That just really resonates for me, knowing that, yeah, this guy's tough and he can move a 300 pound guy. It's, it's, yet, but my brother's down and he's hurt and I'm terrified and I'm scared and I don't know what to do. There's, um, there's no way that, and I think you, you put it the right way. There's no way I can watch a game and I could say to myself, oh, I, I understand what that player is 
going through. Sure. And I'm not even talking about the injury. I'm not even talking about the the, the health scare. I'm just talking about I, I can't put myself in a perspective of these professional, professional athletes. And we do look at, I think you, when you mention that somebody goes down with, they tore their ACL. And when you, when you just hear that for a second, if I tore my ACL, I don't know what the recovery is. I don't right. know what the process is. I don't know what the rehab is. I don't know any of that stuff. And we're so quick to turn the page. Okay, so he's out. Who's in? Yeah. Right? And and I, I, I think the best way that I can put it into perspective is, and, and I think this is some of the quotes that we're going to hear, um, you know, from different uh, former athletes, whatever the case is. I think it's, no, no, take somebody that is the closest person to you and they're fighting for their life. And that, now that will put into perspective. Now it's, there's no athletes, there's no sport, there's no any of that. That then puts it into perspective of, okay, those guys who were on the field yesterday who were obviously incredibly distraught mm-hmm. in an incredibly difficult you know situation i think it does kind of as best as you can put a little bit perspective to it but you're right these guys are athletes and they're superheroes and they're he's 24 years old he's arguably in the best shape of the top one percent of the world yeah. we don't look at it's it's like it's tough for us to to be able to relate to it but that is um, that is a, a father, that that is a, a son, a, that is a, a brother. brother, that is a, a list all the different things that he is. That's a person at the end of the day. Ryan Clark said something as well that just, and I think this is obviously this will change the further away from last night we get, the more information we'll get. But he said it a couple of times along the way. We don't have any answers right now. All we know is that he got hit. That he went into cardiac arrest, he was administered CPR in the field, and he's been taken to the hospital where he has been sedated and he's in critical condition. That's everything we know. Yeah. There, there, there is no, well, it's it's this, or it could be this, or the prognosis could be this, or it could be- This some, is where it's we're, trending. We're, or that, nothing. we're just in mm-hmm. kind of this, this the, the deep end of the pool and having no idea of what it is that may come next. It may be great news. It may not. And you just when you don't know is when it gets particularly scary because you and I've talked about this with with regards to other things, far less serious things mm-hmm. than this, mm-hmm. just sports and nonsense and the other things that, that you and I, you know, make a living talking about most days. Not knowing is the worst part. Even if even if it's news that you'd rather not have, you know, bad news, whether it's, you know, you're going to lose your job. You know, it, you, There's a sense of I, comfort I, knowing. I can figure out what to do next. Yeah. I, I can I can go to the next step, whether it's rehab, whether it's, you know, just relief that somebody has been okay. But it's, it's this period of time where you're not quite sure what's going to happen next that can be the most difficult. And this is where, and this is obviously a conversation for, hours if not days from now Mm -hmm. where all of these other players are going to have to eventually start doing whatever it is that they need to do to get ready for the next thing in their lives and knowing that DeMar Hamlin is kind of in this in-between spot where we're not quite sure what's happening next I mean for me I don't know DeMar Hamlin I only saw I saw him on television last night right I, I to be emotionally attached to him as a brother a son an uncle whatever he may be a teammate um I, I can't imagine what those people must be feeling like just waiting to get some news. We are, we are, in, and I'll, I'll use last night as an example. Even this morning, I'll use as an example from just a personal perspective. We are in the, we want information right now, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know how often you were doing this yesterday, but you're refreshing Twitter and saying sure. something new. You know, is there anything, anything somebody can provide? And you're almost, the, the news networks don't even matter because you're probably going to get something from here that then the news networks are going to are, are going to react to. This morning I woke up, kind of the same thing. I'm like, so there's no additional information. There's there's nothing there, and I, I think it just kind of plays along to what you're saying. We want information and we want to know what's going on, and this is the kind of the unknown spot that makes it so uncomfortable. For listen, we're the last people to worry about. I'm just saying in general, it, it's got to be so incredibly difficult for. Um, those are close to him and the family and everything else and not having really too much information. Yeah, if you put yourself in the position of someone who is playing for the Bills, like a a player on the Bills, how in the world do you go and you maybe play this Sunday? Like, we don't know what happens uh, this weekend with any sort of NFL things going forward, but it's just, how do you, because that could have been you. That's the whole thing. It's like you, you could put yourself easily in that shoe because it kind of seems like a 
once in a lifetime thing that happens. And so that's what's scary. And I, I couldn't imagine putting those pads back on. It would be incredibly difficult. You know, obviously the, the shorter that's term, a lot the, the more chatter yesterday, it well, right? This is, it, yeah. was, it was really interesting. And again, I, I'm getting all of this second and third hand because I was in a place last night with virtually no cell service. Yep. I was at the Rose Bowl and it just doesn't work well there. And the anger the frustration I, I think a lot of it born out of fear and and, and just not knowing are, are they going to continue the game are they going to postpone the game are they going to suspend the game are they going to stop down are they going to get started? Did the coaches decide did the pa decide did the nfl look I, I the short answer is i don't know i think that anybody that tells you that they do know is probably guessing or an educated guess the the bottom line is they got to the right conclusion ultimately. Maybe it took a little bit longer than anybody may have wanted initially, but yeah. I mean, the, the idea of trying to play that game last night—that was never an option. I mean, look, look at the look at the faces we're still seeing right now. Go look at Josh Allen's face. Go look at Joe Burrow's face or Stephon. I mean, come on, man. No, that, the game was done. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. You were never going to restart that game, even mm-hmm. if they initially thought that. Hey, let's let's wait and see. Because look, here's the thing. Maybe on his way to the hospital, he's okay. And you get word back to the team, okay, you know, your your friend is going to be all right. But I, I think it was Ryan Clark. I, I need to talk to him. I need to see him. I need to touch him. I need to know that you can't just tell me these. I, I need to be in a different place, that this is this is the end of the line. We're not doing that. All right, I'm, I'm going to – and I, I forget who it was, but this morning I was listening, and um, it was a former player. And they said something that I think we can all – we all have those moments where we're watching a game and we wait for a moment when a player gets injured. Yeah. Even if they get carried off in a stretcher, even if an ambulance comes, whatever the case is, Trav, there's the thumbs up moment from that player. Sure. And he was talking about that as players, they wait to see that because then they know, okay, hey, our guy might be injured, but he's okay. I got that thumbs up. And then they're able to obviously go back there. And many of these games, they restart the game and it goes on. And I think that, that, that was just kind of so fitting yesterday that you did not get that reassurance. And because you didn't, there was no game to be played. And we're still waiting. Yeah. And we're still waiting for the reassurance would be the best part, some good news. But just any news at this point, I think, would be welcome just so you can kind of start to process exactly what it is that DeMar Hamlin is dealing with, what is his teammates are dealing with. And I would imagine it's going to take some time to kind of unpack all of this, understandably so. But, you know, that whenever we don't know, you start to fill in gaps with things as your best guess. And this is where it can get a little tricky along the way. No one's even entirely sure what it is that happened last night. There yeah. are some very educated people that have some theories as to what it is. We'll hear from some of those folks when we come back. It's Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So for everybody that may be just jumping in their car and and joining the show right now, um, we're spending a lot of time today, uh, the entire show today, in fact, talking about DeMar Hamlin, who was injured last night in Monday Night Football game, the Bengals and the Bills. He was making a tackle on T. Higgins when Higgins struck him in the chest. He dropped to the ground, Hamlin did, um, popped right back up, which I think was part of what made it so scary in the moment. And then a second or two later, was right back down on the ground as well. 
Um, and, and then shortly thereafter, medical professionals were administering CPR. They, they administered it for the better part of, of nine minutes or so. Uh, he was taken by ambulance to the uh, a local hospital in Cincinnati where he remains in critical condition and he has been sedated. Um, Adam Schefter has just tweeted a minute ago um, with an update on the game itself, which obviously is, is far less important, but not completely unimportant. The NFL update on the Bills and Bengals games and the Week 18 schedule is as follows. Um, the NFL continues to be in regular contact with the medical team caring for DeMar Hamlin and also the Bills and Bengals organizations and the NFL Players Association. After speaking with both teams and NFLPA leadership, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell informed the clubs today that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. The NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. The league has not made any changes to the Week 18 regular season schedule. We will continue to provide additional information as it becomes available. So, so again, I don't mean to laugh. It's just this is another example of what we're talking about, which is there is no information. We, we There's no information on DeMar Hamlin right now uh, other than he's sedated and in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital. The game was postponed last night. We don't know if, when, or how they might wake uh, make it up. That The schedule coming up for Saturday and Sunday of this week will go on as yeah. scheduled. Yeah. It just we're kind of in the same spot we were last night, which – Mm-hmm. Nobody really has any new information. Yeah, and, and listen, um, I think if you were trying to, if there was, hey, they're going to try to make up the game this week. It's a, it, There's a time and place for everything, right? And I think yesterday was a perfect example of it. Yesterday, there was, you better not restart this game. Ugh. That was pretty much the entire message all over social. Like, that, this ain't happening, right? And... You know, like you mentioned, whether it was delayed or whether it was the right decision was made, of course, nobody's yeah. going to go back out on the field and finish the game. And I think kind of this statement is also a nothing's happening this week and we'll figure it out down the road. And right now the attention should be where the attention is and we'll figure it out from there. You know, and, and I think that, that that's and I, I don't think there's no there's no sane person out there. It doesn't exactly. feel like. Hey, that's the right thing to do. That will figure itself out. There's other things that are obviously much more important that are in front of us. Exactly. Exactly. This is, look, the NFL is important in the sense that there's a lot of people's jobs and livelihoods and entertainment, but it's not as important as what happened last night. It's not as important as what may happen today, tomorrow, the next day, or whenever we get an update on DeMar Hamlin. Like you said, we'll figure it out. And we and we don't have to figure it out today. No, we 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 will get not, figured out. Right, we'll we'll get to it, and we'll get to it when we get to it because the health of Demar Hamlin is the issue. Um, and going back to something that we discussed a little bit ago, I, I think part of it for me that has made this so difficult to to see, okay. and and so difficult to try to wrap your head around and process, it was a completely random thing. There was no. Oh, well, if they only would have done blank, this wouldn't have happened. Mm. When I'll use it as an example. When Tua Tagovailoa right got hit in the yeah. head on, mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football, we all went, oh my gosh, you know, what is he doing out there? He just had a concussion, or Thursday Night Football, I should say. He had a, he had a concussion four days ago. Why, why is he out there when he hit his head again the other day? It's like, what in the world are we doing here? What are these? And, and it's easy to say, this is the part of the problem that broke down. This is why... The, this was a football player making a tackle. This wasn't him tackling with bad form. This wasn't a dirty play. Mm-mm. This wasn't a violation of the rules. No. This wasn't anything other than a completely random accident that, you know, I, I guess could happen at any time, anywhere, but it's a play that we've seen in the NFL tens of thousands of times. A defensive back tackling a wide receiver wasn't a particularly violent collision, mm. and yet here we are. If this is something that can happen and it's, there's not really maybe a thing to change it, does that change how you look at the sport of football? That changes how you look at the NFL at all? If something like this could happen out of randomness or because of how the game is played, does that change for you how you feel about it? For me, it doesn't. And I'll tell you why it doesn't. It's If we were 15 years ago in the NFL and just concussion after concussion, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It does happen. But you see the way the NFL is played today, it's a lot different than it was played 15 years ago. And yeah. they are trying to clean up the sport. And they are trying, you know, as best as they can, targeting. And um, if 
plays that used to be praised 15 years ago are now hit with 15-yard penalties, potentially ejected out of the game, potential fines, all that stuff. So it is different. If this play was a dirty play, it wasn't like you were mentioning, if it looked different than what a normal NFL football play looked like, um, there was no malice in anything. It was just a football play. I don't look at it differently. I, I think if I look at the stuff like Tua that you were talking about, that to me always raises the alarm of NFL. What are you doing? What are we doing? I, I yeah. didn't look at yesterday and and think in my mind that there was a specific um, portion of that play that I'm like, okay, this this makes me this changes my view of the NFL. All right, I want to play this for you. Um, this is Dr. Jonathan Reiner, who was a cardiologist who appeared on CNN, attempting to try to diagnose exactly what it is that happened last night. And again, we don't know for sure, but this is uh, Dr. Jonathan Reiner, a cardiologist who appeared on CNN, trying his best to describe what it is that may have caused um, DeMar Hamlin to go into cardiac arrest. This is a, a life-threatening uh, event. Almost certainly what what happened, uh, Mr. Hamlin, is something called commotio cordis, which is basically a cardiac arrest caused by a you know sharp blow to the chest at precisely the wrong moment. The heart is governed by electrical impulses, and if the heart is struck at basically the wrong millisecond in the usual cycle of these electrical impulses, it can cause... Uh, a catastrophic arrhythmia called ventricular fibrillation. And that would take about six seconds for the person to pass out. And when you look at the tape, Mr. Hamlin made the tackle. He got hit in the chest. He got hit right over the heart, got hit in the left side of the chest. That was the blow. Uh, He got up one or two seconds later, and one or two seconds later, he collapsed. And that's how long it takes for you to pass out after your heart fibrillates. The heart beats in a coordinated fashion. When the heart fibrillates, when the ventricle, the big, thick pumping chamber of the heart fibrillates, instead of squeezing rhythmically and hard, it quivers. And when the heart muscle quivers, it can't pump blood. And when it can't pump blood, the blood pressure drops to zero. And that takes about six seconds. And that's almost exactly the time frame for Mr. Hamlin to go down again. That's Dr. Jonathan Reiner, a cardiologist who appeared earlier today on CNN. And, and listening to him, Al, again, it just kind of shows the the randomness of the event that we saw last night where a blow delivered, it to, to use his word, at the precise millisecond it needed to happen to the precise portion of DeMar Hamlin's body that it needed to happen. And it threw off the electrical you know, portion of the heart that pumps and, and it just stopped it. And now all of a sudden... The blood's not pumping, and you go down somewhere in that you know four, five, six second range. It's almost exactly what it looked like with Demar Hamlin last night. Yeah, uh, listen, um, I don't know if freak accident you want to call yeah. it. I mean, is that well, kind of the way to describe it? Right? it? Um, but nonetheless, it's uh, it's it's tough to kind of see the last you know obviously the last fourteen hours now or so kind of unfold. But that explanation that explanation just shows how how random. How random of and like we we're just saying again, we go back to and it. how unusual, right? How because unusual. The, the, yeah. there's a there's a collision on what ninety five percent of NFL play. I mean, there's collisions on every play, yeah. but as far as the ball, not carrier, even on the ball, right? Go the, see all the other the, collisions. Uh, wide receiver blocking. Uh, it could be there's collisions all over the field. That that blow wasn't delivered at the exact wrong time to cause something like this that the NFL has been around a really long time that this is really certainly in my recollection um, that we've had a, a situation like this is is very different. Also, I don't know if you guys remember, but this happened back in 2021 in the 2020, 2020 Euros when Christian Eriksen went down with his cardiac arrest on the field. And I'm not sure if it's exactly the same thing that happened, but again, it's Was just, he hit, Emily, or did he just... Go I need down. to double check that, but I'm not sure if he was hit or if it just kind of happened while he got was during the play. But it's the same thing. It's it's incredibly scary, and mm. hopefully, it then turns into better technology, better study of the heart, and these sport sporting events. These things maybe won't happen in the future, but that's just that's the closest thing in my mind to what happened last night. Yeah, I mean, people ha- suffer heart issues all the time. I mean, and you just hope that 
I, I don't know if this is something you, you can administer, right? That if you put this rule in this spot, if you mm-hmm. say you can't tackle like this or you're not allowed to do that, if this is preventable. Less, maybe it's more protection towards I, perhaps, the pads. Perhaps. I, I don't is, know. Yeah. Or is it just a completely random turn of events that ended up with DeMar Hamlin going into cardiac arrest? And, and this, these are probably the things that we will discover over the next hours, days, weeks, months, years. Yeah. I mean, who knows how long it may take to unpack, but uh, certainly incredibly upsetting last night to see that. Let's try a phone call right here. Let's go to Redondo Beach and Matt. Matt, you're on with Travis and Sliwa. What's up? Hey, good morning. And I think you guys were just hitting on it. The, the big thing to me, the kind of the macro perspective, is just we need to put the human element first and not let money drive the response. And the NFL, sadly, a lot of times puts money first. Well, I, you know, Matt, I, I, you bring up an interesting question, and I think it's a fair point to make. They got it right last night. The, the, the order of events that it went through to get to that point, I don't know. Maybe the coaches were the ones that ultimately said, we're not doing it. Maybe the players said, look, you can tell us we're not going back out there. I, I don't know. I'm sure there will be a timeline exactly of who said what to whom when. Yep. Eventually, mm-hmm. the game was called off. It was the right decision to do it. I, I, I hear what Matt is saying, that the NFL – you said it out. You know, you go back 20, 30 years. They used to sell videos of quarterbacks getting demolished by oh, defensive yeah. players. Oh, yeah. It was that you could buy it on TV. The NFL was selling these things. So, yeah, I mean, the, the NFL's reputation is the NFL's reputation for better, worse, and everywhere in between. So, I think when you saw what we saw last night, we were all saying, "Okay, we're going to do the right thing here, right?" They did. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that they did make the decision of the person, Demar Hamlin, in this case. Um, over the business, and and hopefully they will continue to do the same thing. Yeah, and, and it's uh, it's not something that we've dealt with before. So you're, I think the public was telling you what exactly was going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. The game was canceled. All right, we're going to hear from some more former players. We'll hear from Dominique Foxworth. We're going to hear from the head coach of the Steelers, Mike Tomlin. Uh, Dr. Benjamin Abella was on with um, Max and Jay Will earlier this morning, and kind of giving an update on what may happen in cases like this not specifically with Demar Hamlin because we're still waiting to get some more information on that but what may be in store um, moving forward that's all coming up on Travis and Sliwa on 710 ESPN Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need Robert Half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. In the midst of all this terrible news that's been happening around Demar Hamlin, there are there is something that is maybe isn't good. Maybe may like believe in people and humanity, but um, since last night, over one million dollars plus has been donated to his uh, to Demar Hamlin's foundation, chasing M's. Um, it's into his annual toy, toy drive. So that like adds to like even though this is a terrible thing that happened. There is good that people can do in response to that if you don't know what to do. So, um, that was last night, right? Right now, Trev, and I'll refresh this again because that number keeps going up. So, mm-hmm. it's the Chasing M's Foundation Community Toy Drive. $4,360,000 wow. have been raised. Um, and this is this is what's kind of crazy about it too. So this is Demar Hamlin. He's the organ. He's organized this fundraiser, and it's to support a toy drive for Demar's community, sponsored by the Chasing M's Foundation. The goal was twenty five hundred dollars, <laughs> and they're at four point three million, about to be four point four million. A hundred and sixty thousand donors 
So it just, you know, and to play off of what you just said, and and I, I you know, we kind of talk about this. You look at social media the way you want to. Sometimes there's times that I'm glued to it, and there's other times I want nothing to do with it. And that's just the reality of the situation. Maybe too much negativity, maybe this, whatever the case is. Um, yesterday was interesting because I think yesterday was you're on there because you want to see other updates. You want, you're on there because you're hoping to, you know, get maybe some positive information. Sure. You're on there because so much of our news breaks on Twitter, right? Like that's how they, it's instant. It happens just like that. And in the process of being on Twitter yesterday, man, I, I don't remember a time where there was so many different people of all walks of life. And it doesn't matter whether you're, uh, doesn't matter your race and it doesn't matter your political party and it doesn't matter if you're a, a fan of the NFL and it doesn't matter if you're a sports fan. None of that mattered. It was just thousands and thousands of people giving their thoughts and prayers, uh, obviously, to Hamlin. Yeah, you know, everybody's pulling on the same end of the rope today and it's it's wonderful to see that people can come together like that. You and I were talking a little during the break. It would be nice to see this happen occasionally when something terrible hasn't happened just regular day to day right that yeah. maybe we can be a little nicer to yep. each other once in a while just because that that's you know the nice thing the right thing to do but you know in this case uh it, it's you know over four million dollars in, in a little bit more than what we're talking 14 15 hours at, at this point is is pretty remarkable in, in people showing their generosity um we're still waiting on on any new updates on Demar Hamlin. Um, at last report, he is sedated. He is in critical condition at a C- uh, Cincinnati area hospital. Um, they performed CPR on him on the field last night for about nine minutes. They eventually got him into an ambulance. He was accompanied by his family um, in the ambulance to go um, um, to the hospital there. But I keep coming back, and obviously, Demar Hamlin is the 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 story today, and the person that we're all thinking about, Al. I keep coming back to his teammates. I keep coming back to his coaches. I keep coming back to his family members that were able to get into the ambulance with him last night. And because we didn't see, you know, Demar Hamlin, we saw the faces of his teammates. You see, you know, Jaquan Johnson. You see Stephon Diggs and and Josh Allen. And these are the biggest, baddest guys out there, right? Yep. These are guys that are, you know, the closest thing we have on earth to superheroes physically, right? They're they're bigger, stronger, faster, just better. I always make the joke to you about, you know, whenever there's a physical con- – pick, these are pick the professional athlete. Yeah, these they're, are athletes. They're, just, they're different. And and mentally, I think that they're able to compartmentalize. Kirk, I know, has heard me say this to him a million times. I'm incredibly impressed with athletes' abilities to focus on a task at hand. I need to do this. I'm not going to worry about what happened yesterday. I'm not worried about what's happening tomorrow. Yep. Today, I do mm-hmm. this. They're real. I, I'm terrible at that. I I can't stop thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking about what happened. I I'm terrible at it. They are extraordinarily good at it, and that's why they can provide what they provide to us. And then you see something that like last night that happened, and you could tell they are human beings. They are people like you, people like me, people that saw somebody that they care about, that they love in terrible terrible trouble Mm -hmm. and it was incredibly upsetting to them and just that facade being broken was really something for me personally just to see that that yeah these aren't characters in your favorite movie these aren't just actors in your favorite tv show that we watch every Sunday these are brothers sons you know fathers and best friends teammates and you could just see it on everybody's face last night how terribly upsetting it was for Demar Hamlin, obviously, but yep. for everyone else on that field last night, the players and coaching staffs in particular, just something that's terribly difficult to go through. Well, and puts a lot of stuff in perspective. And I think a lot of times, you know, as somebody who's consuming the sport on TV, we look at them for almost some reassurance, right? So I, yes. I, I'm not looking at I, – I cannot see – what's happening there are no camera angles that are saying hey this is what's happening right i have no idea the broadcasters don't have any idea and they're right in front of all this so when you look at the players you're actually kind of looking at them for okay so how do they look are they under control is are there emotions there they're not emotions are they good are they going up to the player and dabbing him or something right like or is that player giving a thumbs up their reaction yesterday Oh, that sent shivers down. Every, I mean, I, and it, we just have the TVs here in the studio, but you keep watching. Obviously, they're 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 showing the reactions of the players. 
those are those are like you said those are human beings who are scared out of their mind yep. for one of their brothers and what um, the situation that their brother is going through and and you are kind of reacting based on their reaction and that's because that's only really that's only information that you had yesterday and, and i think that's part of the the struggle for, for today right that you, you and i have been on the air for nearly an hour so far this morning and just to give everybody a chance that, that's just maybe getting in their car right now or just flipping us on demarco far obviously longtime nfl player will join us in about 10 minutes or so kirk morrison will join us a little bit after 12 o'clock about 12 15 or so we'll get their perspective as players on it um uh, as well because obviously very different than you and i as, as football fans um we still don't have a ton of information. We still don't have, like you said it last night, that what we knew when we went to bed last night is roughly what we know this morning, that he's in the hospital, that he's in critical condition, that he's been sedated, um, and that we're crossing our fingers, saying prayers, and, and hoping that everything's going to be okay. Maybe his teammates have some more detailed information. Maybe not. Maybe the coaching staff, maybe you know his friends and families know more than we do. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly possible, but that might we be the don't, same info that we mm-hmm. don't know anything. Yeah. As you know, what are we talking? Fifteen, sixteen hours later is really hard because, like you've said before, usually something happens. Refresh, okay, nothing. Refresh, and within the first ten minutes, there's some news. Yeah, first hour, there's some news. Certainly by the first twelve hours, kind of what have, we've been trained to for sure in and today's nothing world. so far today we're mm-hmm. still just waiting to hear an update on demar hamlin's condition yeah and that's it's interesting when you put it that way because i don't even think of it i, I woke up this morning and i'm kind of saying to myself and it's the first thing i think everybody does maybe you take a peek at your phone for me i went directly to espn and i'm looking at the information i'm like wait a minute this is the same information that i had before i went to bed mm-hmm. and i'm thinking to myself okay that's odd we we want the information we want as much information as possible and when we don't get it, you know, your mind just kind of starts running all over the place. You start thinking of everything, and it doesn't mean that stuff is positive that you're that's going through your mind, right? That's yeah. just, I think, part that's of the, the nature. I, I think you're right, and I think it's human nature. A lack of information always, again, I'll use myself as the example, lack of information, lack of understanding, you go to dark places. Sure. You start to think of worst-case scenarios this, as opposed that. to yep. best-case scenarios. Mm-hmm. And one is no more likely than the other. I, I don't know. You know, We're not, obviously, doctors dealing in, in, in injuries like this, but the longer we go without information, the more speculation there's going to be, the more yeah. people are going to say, well, it could be this or it could be that, or maybe he's on this path or he's on that path, and you just you don't know. And again, that's for you and me from a distance. If you are a member of the Buffalo Bills or a member of the yeah, NFL community, or, I mean, you know, a member of DeMar Hamlin's family, hmm. I, I can't imagine what they're going through. It, you know, if football fans were on one end of this, but for those guys and, and it, the people that love him are on a totally different end. Yeah, I mean, listen, we'll we'll continue to do it, but Obviously, thoughts and prayers, and um, as we get information, we'll pass that information on. DeMarco Farr is yep. scheduled to join us here in a little bit, and like we were just saying, now, obviously a very different um, perspective than, than you and I are able to offer. Somebody that has been on that field and, and been involved in, in injuries and plays like this. you know, uh, Locker rooms. Locker rooms the, and families. Fraternity NFL, of the family. All of that. DeMarco mm-hmm. Farr joins us next. It's Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.